0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. Today we're carrying on in the armor of God. You will hear about two essential components, coupled with the others, which requires disciples of Jesus to move with intentionality and purpose. Remember, God commands action. Are you acting upon his commands with obedience and a single-mindedness to his calling on your life? God sends his disciples into enemy territory. Spiritual warfare? Inescapable. Are you familiar with the attacks of the enemy? You will hear what the enemy uses and how God's armor protects those who put it on. The additional components today, the gospel and the shield from God, feet and faith from the disciple. You got your tanks? Let's dive in. This segment is titled, The Armor of God Carrying On the gospel of peace and a shield of faith. Let me first ask for forgiveness because I got a feeling we're going to be going over the pattern time because there's so much to say about God and his word. And believe me, we're below the surface, but God's truths are so much deeper and they will go on and live forever. Believe that. So expect a little more time than usual. Now let's dive in. I love to begin our time with God's word first. As a reminder, the word of God is in the book of Ephesians, chapter six, verses thirteen through seventeen, and we'll be in verses fifteen and sixteen. I would love to read verses thirteen through sixteen, so it'll be fresh on our hearts and mind. Ephesians six, thirteen through sixteen. Now, as we review the key words thus far, we have take up full armor, resist, done everything, stand firm, having truth, and put on righteousness. Now, verse 15, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 16, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I pray as you caught God's reminder, and, and in addition to, we address those in the last podcast titled The Armor of God Revisited. I pray you listen and are encouraged to begin to understand our need to live on every word of God. Amen? Well, now here's our new word for today, all. Now, immediately what comes to mind is when God says all, he means all. It's as simple as that. All of it. Leave nothing behind. Because, as a disciple of Jesus, you're going to need all of God's armor because if God didn't think you needed it, he would have given you a harp instead. And what can you use to fight against someone you can't see? In the truth, a harp is no use for the attacks on your spirituality. Believe that. Now, verse 15, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Three key words in this powerful passage. Having shod your feet preparation the gospel of peace now I pray you're getting used to my discipling style because I know there are many who wish they had a disciple who would share God's word and truths that they are being led by the spirit they bring understanding and provides application with it so they can begin to live out God's word and truths in their life are you one and if you are no it ain't it's not going to be entertainment no Spiritual growth and discipleship, yes. So pressing on. Remember, Matthew 4.4 4 is a command. And I pray you're starting to review it and begin to memorize it. Be confident God's word will transform and renew your mind. By the way, that's Romans 12.2. Praise God. The word having. Having is a state of possessing or holding on to. You must possess or hold on to God's word. God's word is living and active. It's the gospel of peace. And believe me, possessing and holding on to God's word goes well past carrying your Bible around or scrolling through the app on your smart device. Possessing and holding on to God's word is taking and digesting his commands. His truths, warnings, and promises is a must-do and a must-be in your heart and mind. This is where we possess and hold on to it, Because God's commands, truths, warnings, and promises fill every crack and crevice of your mind. And if there is an area of vulnerability, you can be rest assured. The enemy has that in his crosshairs. Flaming arrow. The flaming arrows flood your mind with deceit and lies. They are man's wisdom through creative educational ideas. They are trickery through schemes attempting to confuse you by using just enough truth to make it appear to be true, realistic, and credible. Your mind is now wide open to the powerful influence, far greater than your own abilities can withstand. They confuse an unprotected mind by creating illusions that seem real and convincing. They are philosophical mumbo jumbo attempting to sear your mind with a world view they bombard your mind with meaningless information and countless images which cauterize your mind with from rational thought through intellect logic and wisdom by which one would use sound judgment in and through truth to a mind that's irrational, creating uncertainty, distrust, skepticism, leading to unbelief, and that's resulting in being disobedient to God and his word. The attacks by the evil one are real. Believe that. And if you underestimate him, you will become prey, and then your mindset will change. So will your conduct, your character, behavior, and appearance as well. He begins to shape your outlook and nature. You are now being drawn deeper into darkness and become powerless and manipulated as you have fallen into the snare of the trapper. But can I say, but God, being rich in mercy, delivers you from the domain of darkness, and through His word, He renews your mind in creating a biblical view. And it's the spark that begins the renewing process. As your mind renews, it sets in motion biblical discernment. God gives you the ability to look clearly at what has been taught and you've been living by, which provided the direction in your life. And even though the enemy has been moving you away from God, God draws you to himself because God is greater. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The gospel gives you the ability to see, know, and understand, and most importantly, apply God's truths in your life. And immediately, you begin to discern the lies and meaningless information that has influenced you and your life Excuse me. for so long. I'm getting warmed up here. My passion's starting to bubble. And when you begin to discern truth from lies... That very moment, the enemy begins to advance again and increase the assaults, and the arrows start flying. Take up that shield. Amen. Shod your feet. Consider this. It's the way you walk. God uses feet because that's how you get from place to place. In today's culture and means of communication, it's your feet in your locale. It's your church, your supermarket, the movies, doctor's office, work, school, and workout facility, just to name a few. And one place that is so important is your home. Listen to Romans 10.15. How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. The feet are the means by which one brings the gospel of peace. Therefore, it is the pace and intentionality of your gait that resembles the way Jesus walked. With the truth of God and his word in your heart and mind, you walk with faith and confidence as you walk and are led by the Spirit galatians 5 25 says if we live by the spirit let us also walk by the spirit therefore to shod is to prepare yourself for the message god has entrusted you to communicate it's the way to be as a disciple of jesus you are called to be a faithful disciple of jesus and preparedness is a must let me say that again you are called to be a faithful disciple of Jesus and preparedness is a must. You must have an understanding of God's word and the evidence of his work in your life. You then are equipped so you become able to teach others also. Then 2 Timothy 2.2 is alive in you. Or you could be like so many others. That are easy prey for your adversary, the devil, prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. By the way, that's 1 Peter 5, 8. And did you notice in that passage, God said someone and not something? Hmm... Every word, I kid you not. God's word is truly amazing and you must focus and live on every word because the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You must focus on Jesus' every word. Amen? My advice as a disciple of Jesus, you've got to get in his word and stop allowing the deception, flaming arrow, of the evil one to keep you out of it. So to possess and to hold on to is in your heart and mind. Now for the word preparation. Preparation means training, research, and guidance, just to name a few. You know, if you discontinue learning, doesn't things or facts seem to fade away? Your mind and body are finite. Your outer man is decaying every single day. And I know there's many of you that would say amen to that. Therefore, you must live, walk, and be led by the Spirit of God, because it is the work of God the Spirit that teaches, and he brings to remembrance all that Jesus says in His Word, and to you. Here's truth. It's John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So, no training exposed, no guidance uncovered, no research. Very limited knowledge. Preparation in God's truths is work. You must be prepared because you're going to experience attacks. Flaming Arrow You must be prepared in knowing the only true God because the enemy's deceitful schemes are devious and they are very good illusions of truth. How will you know the difference between truth and lies if you're being deceived from the beginning of your walk on this planet? You must have been trusting your lies your whole life. Or you could have been and didn't realize it because you really didn't know what truth is. So where will you find the truth? And most importantly, the gospel of peace. The first point you must be aware of is when you are prepared with the gospel of peace, you must live in accordance with it. What good is it if you know it And not live it out you begin to learn how to live how to instruct with knowledge and truth how your insight grows and the discernment that has been taught to you by the perfect teacher God therefore as a disciple of Jesus you will continue to be under attack by Satan and his demons so I will ask you do you believe what I'm saying and the truth you find in God's Word or, are you going to continue to be deceived by the lies of Satan? There's no gray area here either. It's either truth or lies. As disciples of Jesus, you must always preach the word of God. Listen to God's command in Second Timothy 4.2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Sometime in the future, expect a podcast on this magnificent passage. Until then, you must know the gospel must be more than your opinion, ideas, likes, or dislikes. It's the rich, deep, genuine, pure milk of the word of God. And it's the definition of the example with a capital E and the truth with a capital T. The gospel of peace unveils God's heart and love for humanity. The gospel is the form of God's word. The gospel confirms the truth about creation of heaven and earth. The gospel of peace renews and enlightens your mind. The gospel confirms the truth as to how sin destroyed humanity's relationship with God. The gospel of peace is God's word and it's the absolute truth and final authority. Anything and everything that opposes God and his word is deception. No matter what humanity tries to use to convince you, persuade you, or entice you, the gospel contains everything humanity needs to know about God and his work in and through humanity. Listen to Philippians 2.13. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So it's either God's work or the devil's work. There's no gray area here either. The gospel is the key that unlocks sin's control and influence over your mind. The gospel is the lamp to your feet and a light to your path. The gospel of peace announces through Jesus Christ there is an eternal relationship with God available. The gospel of peace speaks to the fact that the God of this world exists, deceives lies and accuses the gospel teaches how to recognize understand and define what sin is in your life just accept this truth or render the gospel of peace a lie no gray area The gospel confirms all born of the seed of Adam have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The gospel speaks of your need to confess and repent of sin. The gospel of peace proclaims your need for God's forgiveness to be in his presence. The gospel of peace affirms Jesus' deity and testifies his faithfulness and righteousness to forgive your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. The gospel calls for all disciples to work and being and making disciples. The gospel commands all disciples to live by Jesus's commands, and it's the confirmation and demonstration of God's love, truth, will, and ways. The gospel makes known disciples of Jesus are to love one another. Please know there are verses in God's word to support every claim of the truths you just heard about in the gospel of peace. Remember, God's word is living and active. You must read it like it's alive and applies to you. You think they're just stories and it only applied to those people back then and not you? Flaming arrow. The truth It'll be used against you at the judgment seat of Christ. So wouldn't it make sense to have it apply to your life today? So if you were asked, how would you explain the gospel of peace? How would you answer? Do you see and hear why having the gospel of peace on your heart and mind and being prepared with the word and truth of God is so important as a disciple of Jesus? Because the enemy is planning to attack you. And when he does, and he will, will you be able to resist and imitate Jesus and say, It is written? Now on to verse 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. First, did you notice God said arrows and not arrow? Expect multiple arrows and multiple attacks. You're going to hear living by every word all throughout my discipling to you because it's the common thread throughout God's word. Because who are you going to listen to if the enemy's already in your camp? And if he is, you're not going to want to listen to me any longer. Do you recognize... What he looks like? Well, rest assured, the gospel will tell you, and don't ignore the shadows over there. Have you ever given any consideration to the work of God in your life by the Spirit and the protection God provides with his shield of faith? I would say God and his shield stop more arrows than you'll ever know, and you ain't never seen them coming. Can I get a thank you, Jesus, for his shield? The shield of faith is the first barrier the arrows encounter. A wonderful passage that describes one's faith is Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. This is where your faith trusts God is faithful to himself, his word, and his promises. His shield provides a protection that produces the result that he has designed it to be and do. That, my fellow disciples, is what faith in God is and must look like because he told you take up. So can we agree in obedience to his command? You must take up the shield of faith. It's trusting in God's shield of protection and that shield through God's command will be and do the same as his word are and does. Listen to Isaiah fifty five, eleven. So will the word which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the manner for which I sent it. Speaking from experience, sometimes I saw the arrows coming. I know the damage and destruction they caused in my life in the past. And believe me, they were sticking out of me like a pincushion. Well now I immediately raise the shield because I have faith God is faithful. And when the arrows miss their mark, I proclaim armor working, praise God. Therefore my counsel, take up God's shield of faith right now. Here's another hmm moment. God said all the flaming arrows. In faith, do you believe his shield will stop them all? And not one will get to the target you Ever went to an archery contest? Do you see how those arrows stick in a target? Just imagine how they will stick in your heart and your mind. So what can flaming arrows accomplish? Consider this. They are designed to sear the truth of what you have learned about God or beginning to learn about Him. The flaming arrows char as they attempt to deaden the new and alive thoughts you have about god the arrows are a spiritual attack at the core of your spirituality and they can cause skepticism gnosticism and atheism they are designed to cause you to doubt god to doubt his truths promises word and works they create uncertainty of god's faithfulness the longer they remain, they begin to cause you to question if God knows what he is doing and if what he's doing is good. Those flaming arrows convince you that Romans 8:28 which says, "And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose," that's a lie. The truth, it's God through his decretive and efficacious will that he causes the universe to function as it does. And when we see the sun, moon, stars, planets, and sunsets, we say, it's good. We see the beauty of trees, animals, insects, plants yielding food and fruit, taste it, and say, it's good. We see in humanity those who are born again, transformed, and made into a new creature, and say, it's good. The arrows attempt to cause you to see illusions, which appear on the surface to be real and true, but they are a lie. They cause you to look to someone or something for the gratification you so desperately need and desire to how to live, other than what the only true God says what life is. It's him and in him because he is the source of life for all. So the faith God gives provides you the ability to recognize the deceptiveness of Satan's schemes because your faith is grounded in the truth of God and his word by the power and work of the Holy Spirit. As we head back up, you must take this with you. It's God's promise to be able to. How many times have you said, I am not able to? (sighs) I am not able to forgive. I am not able to love. I am not able to read God's word. I am not able to say no to the sin that has me captive. I'm not able to break the chains of sin that has me bound like a death row criminal. I'm not able to memorize or focus on God's word. I'm not able to believe that God would love me. And the I'm not able to goes on and on and on. Please know, these are the enemy's flaming arrows that have already hit their mark and your mind and heart and spirituality are his targets. The enemy is whispering as you say, I'm not able to bullseye. I'm not able to bullseye. I'm not able to bullseye. Now, Ephesians 6.16 is a wonderful, marvelous, and phenomenal promise of God. God saying, you will be able to. Are you tired of living in spiritual defeat? When you think you will not be able to, remember Ephesians 6.16 and God saying, you will be able to. You finally ready? Because I'm going to say to you today, you will be able to let me pray for you Abba we love you and we thank you for today this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it Abba you said you will be able to I know how many times I said to myself I am not able to but all I can say is but God I know there may be someone today that is saying I am not able to because they're living in a domain of darkness. Go into the darkness, Lord, and bring forth your light. Rescue them. Bring them to the life that they truly can have in you and they will be free from the bondage and sin. And you say the Son makes you free, and when you're free, you're free indeed. Free them from the captivity that they have been living in their whole life. Let them live the days of freedom and love and joy and happiness that they can only find in you. Satisfy their thirst for truth. Give them their word. Open their heart to receive the gospel of peace. I thank you for today. I thank you for this work of discipleship and responsibility you have given to me. Use it. Make every channel, every means open for your word to touch the hearts that you are calling to yourself. We thank you and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now we've covered four of the six components of the armor of God. What's left is the helmet and the sword. God gives one for defense, and one as the most offensive weapon you'll have in the armor of God. Believe that. And being an offensive weapon, it has more than one meaning. Believe that, too. You must see your calling with a single-mindedness. Therefore, your entire focus is on what God and his word says. God then creates a desire and a drive in your spirituality as he empowers you through his spirit in the here and now. You grow and mature as his disciple and you develop abilities to endure and persevere so you can experience victory in your spiritual battles against your flesh, enemies, and the world. Thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great week of worship and keep walking the way.